Hi, I'm Caleb Giddings, and this is the Firearms Industry News Podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about a subject that's very important to me as someone who teaches both military shooters, law enforcement shooters, and armed citizens. And it's the idea of triggers, and it's the idea of outrunning your headlights, and it's the idea of a shooting trigger versus a thinking trigger. Now, before we get started with today's episode, I want to remind everybody that we do have new merch for sale. You can get our merch at teespring.com stores garbage apparel. And we have a new shirt taking the wise words of a great man, Mark Anthony, and translating them into today's language. Stay strapped or get clapped. All right, now on to today's episode. And when we're talking about things like shooting triggers versus thinking triggers, the reason this has come up is because people have noticed that I have been using double action revolvers a lot, that I was shooting a DAO double action only Beretta for a while. And I made the comment that I like these guns, especially for civilian applications, because they have thinking triggers. What is that? What's a thinking trigger? What's a shooting trigger? Why are these things important? Well, the reason they're important is we want to go to this idea of shooting faster than your headlights or outrunning your headlights. It's a term that we borrow from the motor racing world, from the performance driving world, where someone is driving so fast that they're driving faster than their headlights can illuminate the road in front of them and that they can react to that. And the same thing applies in shooting. And you see this happen from time to time in law enforcement shootings, in armed citizen shootings, where someone will get shot and they'll get shot a couple of times in the front of the body and they'll start to fall down and turn away from the person that's doing that shooting. But the person who is shooting at them is just shooting as fast as they can hit the trigger, which is faster than they can assess what's happening. And so what'll happen is they'll get like two rounds on the front of the person, another round on the side of the person, and then two or three rounds in that person's back. And this isn't an uncommon occurrence. This is something that Masad Ayub has talked about in some of his old articles in American Handgunner, where he broke down shootings and explained why things happened the way they did and why, for example, someone getting shot in the back isn't necessarily an indicator of bad intentions by the person doing the shooting. So fast forward many, many years later, and I'm talking to Daryl Bolke about thinking triggers versus shooting triggers. And I do want to be clear, that is phrasing that I have taken from him. Like he was the one who said that to me first and I like it a lot and I like it so much that I have adapted it because all good instructors are thieves. But anyway, back to that concept. So what are we talking about, all right? So let's get into this idea of outrunning your headlights. First, you have to understand how fast human beings can react. So an exceptionally well-trained person has like a 0.25 reaction time to visual stimulus, all right? An exceptionally well-trained person can have like a 0.3 reaction time to audio stimulus. I was out on the range earlier today working with an AR doing up drills, and I was trying to see how quickly I could go from looking over the top of the sight, so the sight isn't on the target, to taking the safety off and firing one round to get a hit. I practice a lot and my fastest time was a 0.38. Now what that means is that's about the amount of time that it takes me to react to the beep, realize that the beep is my signal to go, take the safety off, bring the gun online and fire one round. 
So let's say that the average person's reaction and assessment time is 0.3 seconds, all right? If you're shooting a gun with a shooting trigger as fast as you can pull that trigger, you're in the 0.2 second range for your shot to shot times. Let's say you're not a really well-trained person and your reaction time is 0.4 seconds, or maybe it's 0.5 seconds. Now you're looking at the possibility of two to three rounds that you've fired before your brain has been able to react and process what's going on. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about outrunning your headlights. It's you're shooting so fast that you're hitting the trigger faster than your eyes can see and your brain can process and your brain can send another signal back to your finger to stop pulling the trigger or to do some sort of action. That's outrunning your headlights. That's shooting faster than your process or speed or whatever it is you want to call that. Now, if I'm doing that on the range as part of a training exercise, that's not a bad thing. The worst thing that can happen is I'll throw a miss or I won't get as good a score on a drill as I want. If I'm in an actual shooting, if I'm defending my life or defending the life of someone else and I do that, that can have extreme negative consequences because I'm shooting so fast that I'm not seeing what's happening anymore, which means I may shoot somebody more than they need to be shot. I may miss the thing that I'm shooting at. And there's really no, and to borrow another phrase, uh, as Tom Given said, there's no such thing as a miss. There's just in unintentional hits. Every round that I fire hits something. It just might not be the thing that I've aimed it at or wanted to hit. And if I'm shooting faster than I can process, then I'm in a much higher likelihood, I'm in greater danger of doing that, of having an unintentional hit on something I don't want to hit. So that gets us to this idea of thinking triggers versus shooting triggers. All right, If we can agree that outrunning your headlights is a bad thing, what can we do to put in place that will keep us from doing that? Well, the first thing is train. Train, 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 train. And the reason I bring up training is because consistent repeated training improves your reaction time and it also improves your processor speed. And this is something I've talked about a million times with a million people. But if you get really good at the integrated act of firing the gun, it means that you're focusing less on what's going on right here and more on what's going on out there. That gives you a better chance to see something when it's happening. It gives you a better chance to react to it in a quick fashion, and it helps everything work together quicker. It makes your reaction times better, and obviously it helps your processor speed so you can devote more of your brain meats to figuring out what's going on out there and less of your brain meats to figuring out what's going on with the gun. That's important. So the very first thing you can do is train. Please, for the love of Pete, train. And also training helps because if I can go out and I can take a gun like this Beretta APX, right? Let's say I can go out and in practice I can shoot this gun and I can shoot 0.18 splits all day long with this gun, which I can. What that means, if I can shoot 0.18 splits with control with this gun and hit what I'm aiming at when I'm doing that, if I need to yank that throttle back and shoot extremely precise 0.35 splits, I can do that as well. So training is the number one thing that we want to do if we want to avoid outrunning our headlights when it comes to shooting. But 
there is another option. And when coupled with training, this works really, really well. So this is, now we're gonna get to it, the idea of thinking trigger versus shooting trigger. Back to the Beretta APX. This Beretta APX has a shooting trigger. It is easy to shoot this gun fast and well. The trigger pull in this gun after a couple thousand rounds is like four and a half pounds, all right? Yes, people are out there with like 1.5 pound triggers and competition guns and stuff like that. We're talking about like real world use here, okay? Carry guns, that sort of stuff. For a carry gun, four and a half pounds is pretty freaking light. And it's right in the butter zone and it's really easy to shoot this gun fast. This is a shooting trigger. And the reason it's a shooting trigger is a number of things. The poundage is one, there's also not a lot of movement to it. If you look, all right, here's my finger not engaging any of the trigger's movement. That's it. That's all the movement this trigger has in it. And then if I go to reset it, there's not a lot there. So it's easy to get going on that gun and get it shooting fast. And it's thus easy to outrun your headlights. Now, this is a Beretta 92D. Specifically, it's the only Beretta 92D LTT on the planet. This gun has a thinking trigger in it. And here's why this has this is a thinking trigger. So let's look at the trigger pull here. Look at how much motion I have to go through to get to that. And it's not a bad trigger. The trigger in this gun is six and a half pounds in double action mode. It is a phenomenal trigger. And it's an easy trigger to pull, but it's also an easy trigger to stop shooting. Because of all of that travel, I can literally get the gun going and get to here and be like, whoop, that thing doesn't need to catch a bullet anymore. And the other reason why this is interesting is this thinking trigger sort of acts like a mechanical brake on your shooting. I can shoot that Beretta APX down to 0 0.18, 0 0.17, maybe 0 0.16 splits if I'm really jamming on it. I've shot a ton of rounds through DAO guns, this one, my own 92D uh, double action revolvers, and it is, extremely difficult to get under a 0.22 split. A much more average split for me, a much more realistic split is 0.25 to 0.3. 0.3 is that reaction time. With this gun, with this thinking trigger, it is difficult for me to shoot the gun faster than I can process stuff, faster than I can react to stuff. So it means that if I'm out here and I'm shooting, the guy needs a bullet, he needs a bullet, and suddenly he doesn't need a bullet, I haven't shot him more times than he needed bullets. And that's a good thing. Shooting things more than they need to be shot is not a good thing, and we want to avoid that. Now, there is kind of a hybrid trigger, and I bet you guys saw this coming. The DASA system, as exemplified by this M9, is kind of your hybrid, because with that first shot, you could be holding it, you can go, all right, somebody needs to be shot, and they got shot, or somebody needs to be shot, and oh, you know what? They don't need to be shot anymore. The nice thing about a DASA gun is it goes from a thinking trigger to a shooting trigger really easily. After that first thought, first thought, first shot, after that first shot, the gun becomes much, much easier to shoot. And again, it's very easy to slap one of these triggers very quickly down into those 0 0.15, 0 0.16 splits. So what's the point of all of this? Uh, the point is that you should be practicing, obviously. But the idea of a thinking trigger versus a shooting trigger is one that's worth 
exploring for a lot of people. And I think a lot of it is because in the internet age, in the Instagram era, there's so many people out there who are just throwing down crazy fast bill drills or single shot draws, and it looks very cool on Instagram. And some of it is practical, certainly. Having a fast draw from concealment is absolutely practical and absolutely a skill that is worth taking your time to develop. However, is it realistic to be out there constantly practicing shooting the gun absolutely as fast as you can? Not really, especially not in a civilian context or even a law enforcement context as well. The idea here that we want to people to think about is, are you thinking when you're shooting or are you just shooting? And I like thinking triggers. I like them for law enforcement. I like them for people who carry guns professionally, and I like shooting triggers. I also like them for law enforcement, and I like them for people who carry guns as civilians. I'm not making this video to say that one type of trigger is better than the other. Obviously, shooting triggers are great because they're easy to shoot well. Ah, and thinking triggers are great because they force you to be more engaged in the process of taking a shot, and they help prevent you from maybe taking a shot that you don't want to take. There are positives to both, there are drawbacks to both, and all I'm trying to do today is give you a little bit more information to help you make your choice. And if you wanna ask me what am I carrying, the problem is, is I get paid to carry guns, and so my carry choices sometimes aren't really relevant. I have carried a Beretta 92D, I'm carrying an APX right now, and next week somebody may be paying me to carry something else. That being said, the gun that I have carried the most in my entire life as a civilian is a double action revolver, which is the definition of a thinking trigger. I'm Caleb Giddings. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and like the video and share it and subscribe to the channel. Turn those notification dealies on so that you get notifications when I drop new content. If you're watching on Facebook, share this video, please. Uh, Facebook shares have been up and that's really cool for us. It helps really spread that message, especially through a platform like Facebook's. And if you're listening to the audio version of this, thank you. My iTunes metrics look great because of you guys. I will be back hopefully next week with some more episodes. I'm on active duty right now when you're watching this, which is why my hair is so freaking short. And I've recorded this before I went on. But thanks everybody for watching and listening, and I'll see you next week.